Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Today we're talking about something that I think is very vital to the Christian walk and experience, especially in these times now. It's called hope. I hope. Everybody say, I hope. hope. Say it again, I hope. hope. Y'all respond with, I hope, okay? When I don't understand... When I'm confused, when I'm stressed, when things don't go my way, when things are not favorable to me, when I do, can't stand the situation I'm in, when I can't stand the people I'm in the situation I can't stand with. We will learn during the weeks to come if we haven't already that hope will, sa- it will save us. Hope is a rescuer. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's set it all up. We talked about this scripture, uh, and I'm going to keep repeating it. It says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, I don't mind repeating scriptures because that's that's meditation. Meditation. When you keep meditating on the scriptures, you repeat it. You repeat it. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not. We, we. Okay, I'm not in this by myself. Oh, it's other believers going through stuff. Okay, so we wrestle not. That's how you meditate. Meditation breeds revelation. You can't just read a scripture all the time and get a revelation out of it. When you meditate, he gives you revelation. Are y'all hearing me? Just literally go through the scriptures and nitpick it. Just for we, we wrestle, we, we. Just nitpick it, wrestle. What does wrestle mean? You'll get revelation out of scriptures when you meditate on it. I read the word. I don't get nothing out of it. I just read because you're just reading it. You're not meditating on it. And the Bible consistently and constantly tells us and instructs us to meditate on the word day and night. And you'll be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water, who leaves will not wither, and whatsoever you do shall prosper if you meditate. Not read. Meditate. Get one verse this whole week. Or Psalms 27. That's a small. Get Psalms 27 and just, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall The Lord, the Lord, who's the, okay, so Lord. Right, that, that's Jehovah. That's self-existing one. Whoa. He don't need nothing and nobody to be on. And just break it down for yourself. That's how you minister and preach to yourself. Because a lot of times preachers are just speaking their meditations. But you can get different revelations through your meditations on your own. Are you hearing me? We're so wild by preachers and stuff like that, but sometimes they just think. Okay. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. <laughs> we said wrestle is to contend for the mastery of. So there are powers and beings at work wrestling to fight for who controls your soul. There are powers at be that work. Okay, I can't say that today. I thought I could. That at work, uh, that influence even our country, legislate politics. There are dark, demonic, high powers, spiritual wickedness, and high powers that are against. You see the word so much? We wrestle against. Wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against, against. We see against so much because now we have to put on the whole armor of God so that we can now stand 
against. Against. There's two stands. There's withstand. That means I can take it. And then there's stand against. I mean, I ain't taking no more. You got to know which is which by the spirit. All right. So the full armor will let you know what you need to take and what you shouldn't take no more. We make a lot of mistakes with the differentiation. We make a lot of mistakes. I ain't taking it no more when you should be taking it. And then you're taking stuff you shouldn't be taking no more. But the spirit, the whole arm of God will let you know what to withstand and what to stand against. Are y'all with me already this morning? Because y'all being big and bad and tough to people, you should be with. Jesus withstood the suffering of the cross. They spit on him. They plucked his beard. He said, this ain't time for me to fight. This is not time for me to fight. My wife talks about it all the time. How you doing, baby? That's Pastor Tay, ladies and gentlemen. People have wronged her in the past and all that. She said, it wasn't time for me to say anything yet. God told me to keep my mouth shut. I'm like, word? Because I'm telling everybody off every five minutes. What? Get off my bus then. Get off the bus. I had a choir. We was on the bus a lot. You know, so little stuff like, well, get off my bus. That's me. She was like, I'm going to be quiet because my time is coming. My t- so you got to know about the spirit of God, when to take it and when not to take it. Ask your neighbor, what season are you in? Ooh. We wrestle not against, against. So that means something is coming against us. That means something is coming against us. The key is to find out what the resistor is after. Another word for Satan is resistor, right? So you have to find, oh yeah, that's a good one. Another word for Satan is the resistor. If you're trying to do good, he's going to try to resist you or stop you. If you're trying to have joy, he's going to try to resist you or stop you. If you're trying to have peace, he's going to try to stop you and resist you. But the devil is a liar. The key is to find out what the resistor is attacking and protect it. We don't even know. See, see, the enemy wasn't after Job's stuff. Even though that was the, that was the fighting ground. The enemy is not after your mind, even though that's the battleground. He's after your faith. He's after your strength. He's after your joy. He's after your praise. He's after your worship. And I strongly believe he's attacking our hope. If someone comes to you complaining that they have chest pains and tight chest and shortness of breath and and clammy hands and uh, you're like, whoa. Those are signs of a heart attack. You, you, those are signs of a, you might be having a heart attack. If someone complains to you about those specific things. I believe that if someone, you know, I mean, it's just pessimistic. You just hear negative talk, constantly negative speaking, constantly stressed out. Your posture is just almost a, li- a, a line before depressed. If someone comes to me and gives me those symptoms, I would say you're having a hope attack. And that's what we're talking about today. Hope attack. Hope attack. While many may understand the pangs of a heart attack, many are ignorant of the hope attack. We don't even recognize the hope attack. We don't even recognize when our hope is under attack. We'll find that, generally speaking, that 5% uh, 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 5% of five percent of a thing is getting free from it. 5% is getting free. 95% is staying free. 
So, so once you're free and you have your hope, whoo, it's going to take 95% of the attention, the, the, the intentionality, the co- consistency to stay free. The Bible says that hope comforts and strengthens our hearts. Hope comforts and strengthens our heart. Hope comforts when you're confused or when you're, a loved one dies or things of that nature. Hope will comfort your heart. Our president, our times, racism, hope will literally comfort your heart. You need hope for your heart. It strengthens and comforts your heart and it, 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 it strength. So it strengthens it as well. So a hopeless person is a weak person. Soon as a trial hits you, you don't you have no strength, you have no motivation, you have no uh, drive to continue even to the next day. Why does one situation knock you out your game? One argument and you don't want to go to work no more. One thing go wrong and you don't even want to go home. But if one thing go right, that don't affect you at all. You just, uh, whatever. Well, one thing go wrong and knock you off. You, you got to let hope strengthen you in the name of Jesus. The source of all hope, I'm just teaching for a minute. The source of all hope is God's love. We have to believe that God loves. I can't hope if I don't believe I have a good father that loves me. Because what am I hoping in? The source of my hope is the love of God. Okay, I can't receive the love of God. I actually can't receive anything from God unless it's through and in Christ Jesus. So now believers are the ones that have hope. Everybody else is just wishful thinking. My hope is in the love of God. I receive his love through Jesus. I receive hope through Jesus. I receive peace through Jesus. Everything the father wants to give me, he gave to his son to hand to me. And if you don't like the son, you're not going to get any of the father's blessings. When Jesus broke the bread, hallelujah, and he, the two fish and the five loaves, he didn't feed anybody. He gave it to the disciples. And the disciples fed everybody. If you don't like the disciples, you're not going to get the blessing from Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, you better love me. Because I might just have exactly what you need. Good God Almighty. This ain't about liking me or not liking me. This is about the Father wanting to give me good things. And if he's going to use you to do it, I love you. You can't afford to not like somebody in this season. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that use you. Love your enemies because you never know who I'm going to give your bread to. You never know who I'm going to give your fish to. It might be somebody you don't like. He put Elijah's food in raven's mouths. You never know whose mouth got your provision. Yup, man. Look at your neighbor and say, I love you and like you and appreciate you and adore you and I like Just do it all. Do it all. Show love you. Show like you. Show appreciate you. Show grateful for your life in Jesus. Because I don't want my blessings blocked by me. I don't want nobody's personality to make me miss what he has for me. I don't care about your personality. What substance do you got? 
Let me get a little bit of that. Because I might have a personality you don't like. So because the Father loves us, how many of you all believe that the Father loves you? You can't hope if you don't believe God loves you. If you believe he loves you, you'll look at any situation like, okay, it's got to be a blessing. It's got to be a pony somewhere. Remember last week? It has to be a blessing somewhere. It ain't no way all this mess going to happen in my life and it not be a miracle around the corner. So stop playing God. Stop playing Father. Where is that? Where that blessing at? Where that breakthrough at? Where that healing at? Stop playing. I ain't going to be sick all my life. I ain't going to be depressed all my life. I stop. Where that miracle at? Where, where, where? Gotta be a blessing somewhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Check this out. It says, let us, let's go. It says, but let us who are of the day be sober. Be sober. Has very little to do with turning up. <laughs> the opposite of sober is drunk. Drunk means to succumb to your emotions, to be totally controlled by everything you feel. Drunk people have no filters. Whatever they feel, you know it. I, I just love you. I don't know if I told you since Christmas, and I know this is probably not the right time, but I just want you to know I love you from the bottom of my heart. And you get out my face because you never liked me and you know you didn't. So shut up. You're cute. What's your number? Get our head, man. What's your number? They are totally controlled by whatever they feel. So God said, don't be drunk. Don't be getting all mad over these videos. Don't be getting all mad on the political debate. Don't get your emotions drunk. Be sober. Sober means I'm conscious of everything that's going on. Not just our president's mouth, there's something else going on. Not just black light, there's something else that I'm, whoo, there's something deeper going on here, and I'm sober, I see it. People are woke but drunk. All these woke people, most of them are drunk. And their emotions and their pride, you can't, man. Lose your life. When you lose your life, you save it. Lose your life. Don't care what people do to you. Don't care what they say about you. Don't care who say what. Lose your life. How you gonna say that to me? Hold on. Forget that. Forget you. That's when you save it. We think so much of ourselves. We get ourselves in all this trouble, emotional trauma, mental stuff. This mental health awareness yesterday. Everybody has mental problems. We think of ourselves too much. I'm not saying that's the only mental health issue. I'm saying it's a huge one. Because you're trying to reckon, how could this be happening to me? That's mental health issues. You're trying to reckon people's action and, pe and things that happen. You can't control or people. Let me just keep. 
Tell somebody, be sober. Put on a breastplate of faith and love. And for a helmet, hope. <laughs> the helmet protects the, the mind, the head, the ears, the eye, everything. For a helmet, hope. I think hope. I see hope. I hear hope. I speak hope. I sense, I discern hope, period. Hope protects the mind. Hope, helmet, hope, helmet, hope. Hope protects the mind. Your mind is open and vulnerable to every attack of the enemy when you're a pessimist. And we think we're wise by being pessimists because, you know, just expect the worst and plan. No, 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 no. Pessimist, it's hard to be a believer and a pessimist. Hope protects the mind. Everybody say, my hope protects my mind. It literally rescues us from depression. The next, never mind. No, 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 no. Let me just keep going. It rescues us from depression, worry, stress, just hope. Not it happening yet, the hope of it. He didn't say for a helmet, the happening of salvation. No. For a helmet, the thing that protects your mind is the hope of it. One more time, somebody say, I hope. Biblical faith, biblical faith is in the heart. Biblical hope is in the mind. Biblical faith is in the heart. Biblical hope is in the mind. I'm loving these studies, y'all. Um, this research I'm doing, I gotta, I'm loving it. It says, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. That's where faith is. It says, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed, and have no doubt in his heart. The mountain shall be cast into the midst of the sea. So faith is in the heart, but hope is for the mind. Faith is always for now. Hope is for the future. Right? Now faith, hope is futuristic. All right? I'm trying to give you all just the difference real quick. So we have to understand that our minds, he's, he, the devil's not after our minds. He's literally after our hope. The thief comes not but to kill, steal, come on, say, and destroy. Okay, so the enemy, so if, he, if he's a thief, let's meditate on that. The thief doesn't come unless he's going to steal, kill, and destroy. Thief, he calls the devil the thief. Thief, look at that personality. Look at that narrative. The thief. Thieves. Thieves have already, I'm thinking of the Italian job. I don't know why I went that far back in movies, but I'm thinking of the Italian job. Or, or Ocean's 8 or 10 or whatever number the ocean is in. They already scouted out the hotel. They've already identified the things of value in it. They already planned how they can steal the valuable thing without anybody noticing or before anybody notices it. It's very well strategized. It's very well planned out. What I'm saying is the enemy is not just coming to you haphazardly. He has studied you. He knows your faith. He knows your strength. He knows your prayer life or lack thereof. He knows your study schedule or lack thereof. He studied the valuable thing about you. And some of us is easy to break in. Some of us is harder. But he's a thief. He's a thief. 
and he wants our hope, which is why we need the helmet of salvation, the hope of salvation. So let's break this down. Let me start. Let me maybe back it up just a little bit, and then I'm going to end it in 10 minutes. Why did I say that? Okay. <laughs> let's, back it up. let's back it up. Let's look at this. It says, the Bible says, for this is a fundamental foundational scripture to base hopes on, right? It says, the next one, thank you. It says, for we don't live for ourselves or die to ourselves. If we live, it's to honor the Lord. If we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, look at this hopeful. We belong to the Lord. <laughs> Christ died and rose again for this very purpose so he could be Lord of both the living. I'm about to. This is good stuff to base your hope on. Or oh, whether I live or die, I belong to the Lord. I'm good. None of God's belongings will be destroyed. <laughs> None of God's belongings will be tampered with. If God is going to protect anything, it's his stuff. If God is going to protect anything, it's what belongs to him. And I'm here to tell you this morning, you belong to him. So by any means necessary, he's going to make sure you good. He's going to make sure you're going to be all right. He's going to make sure... Somebody scream, I belong to the Lord. So, we don't live for ourselves. We don't die for ourselves. Most people in this culture will believe and agree with that. If we live, it's to honor the Lord, not ancestors. I wanted y'all to think it was a glitch on your computer. Anyway. <laughs> you don't live for the legacy. of the, you, you don't live for legacy. You don't live for ancestors. No. You live grateful to God for ancestors. I honor the Lord for the legacy they left. So God, what do you want? I live to honor the Lord. You're not doing right by honoring ancestors with your whole life God used them to bring you here but they did not create you uh oh Woo. the creator has every right to do with you what he pleases so you're going to take his invention or his creation which is you and dedicate it to somebody who ain't here We don't live, I know this is a touchy subject because, you know, everybody's ancestral and crystals and all that stuff now. <laughs> I don't live for myself, check. I don't die to myself, check. If I live, that about cold shot. I'm going to live to honor the Lord. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? How do you want my posture to be? What do you want me to post? How do you want me to respond? What did you want me to think? That's what I live to honor him. Because though my ancestors died, they didn't die for me. Though they died, their blood can't cover my sin. Though they died, their blood cannot cover me. Only the blood of Jesus gives
gives me grace and access to all things that pertain to life and godliness. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. He's the only one that literally had you on his mind when he died. He's the only one that literally said, I got to hang in there for you. So because he died for me, I live for him. You died for me. I live. We're just following ancestors to the same. You honor legacy by following God's plan for that lineage in the first place. There are certain kings that took over the throne that couldn't honor the legacy of their parents or ancestors. They were against God. So certain kings took the throne and did opposite of everybody in their household. Because they chose to honor the Lord. I know it's touchy. I'm going to keep touching it. Because I ain't mad at nobody and I ain't better than nobody. I'm just trying to tell y'all we could be blindly drunk and not sober. So now your whole life is dedicated to people who ain't here who didn't even know you. It's like fighting over a fantasy team. And LeBron gonna win it. LeBron, all right. What's gonna be added to your life if he wins or lose? I hope the Lakers win, though, even though I'm in Florida. My bad. My bad. All right, my bad. My bad. I like LeBron. I like LeBron. <laughs> but all that do it for Kobe. I love, I love Kobe. Oh, that's what I'm saying. The culture is all do it for the like. I know it's touchy because you can't, you, you have to honor the dead and you, they have to be the best, most holiest things on the earth because they're not here anymore. It's like, yo, they're not deity. They are not gods. They're not the new angels that's watching over you. Because how come they didn't watch over you when they were alive? Whether we live or die, we die to the Lord. We don't live or die to ourselves alone. That would be very lonely. It's very lonely to live and die to yourselves on our own. In our contemporary society, everybody lives to and for themselves. It's a very lonely place. You become very self-absorbed. You become worried and stressed out because you got to cover every angle. You got to cross every T. You got to dot every I. The world lives for themselves. And this is a prison of self and our concerns. But Christ dealt with the ultimate issues, which is death and life. The ultimate human issues is death and life, and Christ dealt with it so he could be Lord of both, so we can put our hope in him. Our hope is based on the fact that God raised Jesus from the dead. If God can raise Jesus from the dead, what's the situation to him? What's a pandemic to a God who raised Jesus from the dead? So our hope is anchored in the gospel that God raised Jesus from the dead. And it's called an eternal hope. It's beyond the grave. The Bible says we have hope. Come on, man. That's beyond the grave. So when you hope, now you transcend time. Yes, 
because it's an eternal hope. No matter what happens in this earth realm, because the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. When you start hoping, you step into that eternal realm. Good God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? When you start hoping in the midst of crisis, you step into an eternal realm where anything's possible. Where you wake up every day and say, something good is going to happen to me today. Look at your neighbor and say, something good. It's going to happen to me. Don't let me go back to that because I feel that in the name of Jesus. Can y'all act like a Baptist preacher real quick and say, something good is going to happen to me. See, yeah. All right, preachers. All right, y'all. Take me a little bit higher. Say, something good is going to happen to me. See, yeah. Oh, take me a little bit high. <laughs> Say something good. It's gonna happen to me. See, yeah. That's when you got hope on a Wednesday. But when Thursday hit, you take it a little bit higher. And you say something good. You're gonna happen to me. See, yeah. That's Thursday, but when you wake up Friday, you take it high, and you say something good. Yeah! That's Friday, but when you wake up Saturday, you say something good. It's gonna happen to me. Yeah! Oh, but when you wake up Sunday, it's a new day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I woke up this morning and I looked at myself and I said, something good is going to happen to me. Yeah! So these are when you believe that you live in hope. Do you believe it? Yeah. Wait, do you receive it? Yeah. 
Is he able? Yeah. Has he done it before? Yeah. Has he ever made a way? Yeah. Yeah. Has he ever brought you out? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Hope. Hope is that joy that you feel right now. Nothing new happened to you since you've been here. You didn't get a text of anything new. But your spirit is refreshed. You feel a little bit better. That's called the benefits of hope. You miss out on the benefits of hope when you wait for things to happen. Hope has benefits. Are you hearing me? Hope has benefits in calamity, in the fire. God wants to prove himself stronger and greater while you're in it. Hope is your joy. And it's in Christ. If in only this life we have hope, we are most miserable. If we only have hope for this life, we're miserable. But because our hope goes beyond the grave, we got joy unspeakable full of glory. Most people's hope ends at the point of death. But for the believer, we have hope beyond the grave. And this hope shall be your strength. This hope shall renew your strength and be your joy. Wake up every day and say something good gonna happen to me. Look yourself in the mirror before you put your unit on, before you put your lace front on, before you put your lashes on, before you... <laughs> hey! Before, before you get dressed, before when you're brushing your teeth and you, ooh, something ooh. I believe it and I receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Why not hope in a good God? Why not expect good things from a good father? The devil is a liar. I expect good things. Even if I only experience negative things, today I have hope and I believe. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all I can ask or think. Father, let this hope transcend emotions. Let this hope take us out of drunkenness into sobriety. Let this hope surpass uh, uh, things that are oppressing us and whatever's coming against us. Let it give us strength against the resistor in the name of Jesus. That whatever comes against this hope, strengthen us against it so we can protect it in the name of Jesus. Our hope is our protection. Our hope is our strength. The world is suffering from a hope attack. But we thank you for your strength in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. I didn't even really get into this, y'all. We're going to, next week, I promise, come back next week. Join us again next week. We're going to go more into the hope attack part two. We're going to unpack it a little bit more. We're going to show you how your hope benefits you and how God follows the trail of your hope. How that expectancy invites him into your situation. We're going to talk about all of that next week. Everybody say, I hope. In the face of anything you're experiencing right now, dare hope. Dare believe. When Jesus, oh, that's faith, that's faith, that's faith, that's faith, that's faith. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hope and faith is twins sometimes. When Jesus said, roll away the stone for Lazarus, he was trying to see their faith and hope levels. Like, do I believe he's still able to do this even though I think it's too late? Even though you think it's too late, still hope. And he'll do 
the impossible. My prayers are for you and your family. Well, we already declared that your families are blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Anybody have hope this morning? Has the word blessed you? Clap your hands for Jesus. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.